Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Once in a Lifetime, the podcast where we talk about Lifetime movies. I'm Anne. I'm Bridget. Uh, This week, I picked The Neighbor in the Window, which is a newer... (laughs) I didn't really look up too much about this movie because there wasn't that much information about it, but I think it was like 2020. It was Mm -hmm. Um, And it stars Jamie Lynn Siegler? Siegler. Siegler from The Sopranos, which I have not seen a single episode of in my life. <laughs> Me either, Anne? <laughs> Everyone's uh, always like, you haven't watched Sopranos? You'd love it. And I'm like, yeah, would I? I just, I love mob stuff. See, I I don't care. But like, it. I just never, ever was like, oh, I want to watch that. Never once. I'll just yeah, watch Casino. Thanks. Is that the movie where, oh no, is that Goodfellas where they slice garlic very thinly? Yeah, in jail. Paul Sorvino with a little razor blade. It's great. So anyways, um, I just want to start off by saying I really like this movie. (laughs) Okay, I thought the acting was like insanely good. good. So good. I, I mean, obviously, Jamie Lynn Siegler is on one of the most acclaimed television shows of all time. Right. Like, She's like a legitimate. never seen it. And I've never seen her in anything else. So I was so impressed with her and Bobo Kathleen Turner. <laughs> I don't know what her name is, uh, but she looks like Kathleen Turner yeah. and Jennifer Tilly got like smashed into one person. Yeah. I mean, she was quite a bombshell. Really? And She's I gorgeous. Looked, I looked up her IMDb because I was like, I know I've seen her in something, but I didn't recognize any of the stuff she was in. Same. So I don't know. But yeah, she was she was a hottie boomalotti. Um, But we open with this movie. Can I say one more thing before we get started? Before you say nothing else the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> Yes, I did tell you before we started that I wasn't going to say anything. Um, but here I go. Thing number one. Have you seen the posters for a scene on Netflix, the film, The Woman in the Window? Is that, was that Amy Adams or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read a review of it and they were like, this is shit. Everybody was like, this is shit. I read the book, so I was excited to watch the movie. I made it like five minutes in and I was like, what did you do? <laughs> What the hell was it? Did they just completely ruin the story? There was a weird choice made in one of the main characters, which is instead of making him this like kind of shy, but very affable young kid that she like gets to know, he's mentally challenged. Oh, and it's like, why would you make that choice? It's not in the book. Yeah. This actor who I've seen in other stuff and is great is he doesn't need to be doing this like it's right 21 anyway I bring that up because I wanted to show you um the posters for both of these movies and okay okay so here's the poster for the neighbor in the window Uh uh-huh and here's the poster for the woman in the window oh my god it's like exactly the same same thing (laughs) which one am I looking at (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. It was like yeah. a clear, oh, we're going to trick, trick people into watching this because they think that's Amy Adams. So it's safe to say you like this more than that Amy Adams movie. I, this was one of the first times in a long time that I wasn't like, 
should I watch it again? I just did. (laughs) It was really good. Honestly, you know how I'm constantly rolling my eyes and shit and like checking to see how long is left. Not at all. Not at all. I was into this movie. I was into it. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff later that I had real problems with. Well, um, sure. Sometimes. But yeah, I was going to say sometimes in the legal system in these movies, (laughs) they just kind of breeze past a lot of stuff. Don't worry about it. Ask oh, I also, <laughs> I also in my notes called this um, AKA low stakes, single white female. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. She's not single. She's got Dan. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Man. So we open this movie with Jamie Lynn Siegler, whose name is Karen Um, she's very sad right now. She's putting on makeup and she's really bummed out. We're not quite sure why we learned she's being accused of something, Mm -hmm. but we don't know what we don't know what, but she could go away for 10 years. And it's a very big thing. She's talking to this guy who I thought was her lawyer because he looks like he's about 20 years older than her. And she's like a babe. And he is like Kevin James, like, you know, (laughs) yeah. But no, it's her husband. They have a lovely relationship. I, they were great. I know. They he were great. So wonderful as a partner. Like supportive and listened to her. And yes. Was fantastic. What he a great little family. <laughs> to live her best life. And he was going to do everything he could yeah. to help her get there. Yeah. And I, was like, <laughs> I just, re- I really like their relationship. I, I like him. Great. Um, they also have a little son named Miles, who's, I don't know, it, he could five. range between five and eight or ten. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think he, I mean, he was definitely supposed to be five in the movie, but he's played by a seven-year-old. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, there's just drama going on. We don't quite know what is happening, but it's just high emotions. Something big is happening. She could go to jail for 10 years. Dun, dun, dun. So we cut to a year earlier. Um, they're looking at the new their house that they're in now um, in Seattle. It's in like a really great school district, blah, 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 blah. So they're looking with the realtor. All of the windows in this gorgeous kitchen are like blocked out with these blackout curtains. And they're like, well, gee, I wonder why they would block out all this lovely light. She has such a strong reaction to those windows. I don't know if I've ever been like, these windows are beautiful. I have said that before. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That just goes, that's lesson learned. We all have different You know what? The more you go house hunting, the more you're going to find yourself being like, wow, window panes in this house fantastic it's ridiculous what you turn into when you're all right I feel more prepared now thank you so they basically make the decision they want this house immediately without even going upstairs which is the second time we've seen this happen in one of these lifetime movies at least they didn't go in the basement this time but yeah you're absolutely (laughs) right (laughs) check out the rest of the house guys you know like just look around a little bit more before being like I think this is it. This is the one we want. (laughs) Okay. I have a question for you. Um, Since we seem to be very different in what we do when we look at a house, um, 
Could you look at a room and immediately envision where all the furniture would go? Um, kind of, but I am very bad at like spatial shit in my head. So I can kind of get an idea by it, but I don't know if it'll fit. Like in my head, I just make it all work out, but I don't know if it actually does. I have such a hard time with stuff like that. Like I have to see it on paper or it's not. Yeah, no, I am. I am a lot like that. Are you able to, (laughs) to look past paint and carpet choices to be like, (laughs) yes, but I have to tell myself we can, that's an active, that's an active decision, but I have to remind myself this doesn't have to, I can change this, but you're not going to like walk away from your dream house because the bedroom is orange. No. Cause you can paint the walls. Mm-hmm. And people, uh, people really forget that when I'm watching House on Earth sometimes. Oh, my Lanta. Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't mean to get a sidetrack. No, it's fine. This is what our podcast is for, Bridget. It's fine. <laughs> um, so Karen meets Susie from across the street, who immediately announces she is a vegan. But I love Susie because she dressed like me. We later find out she's a lesbian. So I guess I. <laughs> dressed like a lesbian but I was like oh my god her outfit like all of her outfits I was like I love the way she dresses I know I also was so obsessed with her hair oh my god it was gorgeous the most perfect curls I've ever seen in my life it was like chin length curls but like big like so it was, voluminous oh my god so pretty and she was just so precious and cute so she has a son named Finn who is about the same age as Karen's son Miles so they like buddy up together um Susie is like oh my god you are the best decorator in the world I love what you've done with this house and I did love the living room like the mm-hmm. yellow and the navy blue I thought it looked really good um <laughs> um Susie multiple times just talks about throw pillows. Like she thinks decorating is throw pillows because she mean, brings them up it, again later. It might be a big part. <laughs> I I think I I think I don't realize how uh, important pillows are because people always compliment my pillows uh, mm. when they come over, but it's because they're my funny pillows. They're my sequins pillows, and oh, one of yeah. them. One of them is Nicolas Cage and one of them is prison Mike. So they're hilarious, but they are a very important part of my living room decor. Like they get, they get noticed. They get noticed. Oh my gosh. They get noticed. <laughs> so that night, Karen is talking with her husband, Scott. Yeah. Scott. Scott yes. Um, and she sees somebody watching them like from the balcony behind them dun, 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 in the window. Very creepy. <laughs> the next day she meets Lisa, who is her backyard neighbor. And she's a babe. She's like, yeah, blonde, bombshell. Gorgeous. Yes. She has a son named Elliot, who is Miles age. And they mm-hmm. get along swimmingly. And she also has a daughter named Allie who eventually kind of babysits for miles. Yeah. How old is Allie? Like 11? 12, I think. Yeah. Like 12, 13. Um, so Lisa is hanging out at Karen's house and she notices Karen's necklace 
And she's like, oh, my God, I love your necklace so much. It's beautiful. And Karen's like, oh, well, it's a very heartbreaking story. My husband got this for me after our like little baby who was born before Miles died of SIDS. And so my husband got this for me to like, you know, remind us that she's always with us. Like so heartbreaking and sad. Heartbreaking. But she, why did she tell her that? She just met her. I know. I don't know. I mean, I would, I might, I might, I don't know. I guess sometimes when you feel comfortable, like Bridget, you know, people walk up to me and are like, can I tell you some traumatic thing that happened to me? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know who you are. Please leave me alone. Please don't talk to me. Eat my burger. Just trying to buy tampons. (laughs) Please leave. I'm having a bad day too. (laughs) But, um, so Lisa at this point is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. My husband and I also had a baby who died from SIDS and they bond, they cry. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're so lucky we found each other right in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like instant besties. Yeah. yeah. Which is always questionable. Not, yeah. Not good. Always a little scary. So Karen has a play date uh, with both of the moms that she met, Karen, uh, Lisa and Susie and their boys, um, whatever. It's great. They're like, oh, let's have a mom's shopping day. Yes. Now, I thought it was really interesting here that Lisa and Susie had never met before. Yeah, I know. You live a street over. Oh, and your kids are the same age. But you know, what's funny is I know a couple who are married and they grew up a street over from each other, but it was different school districts. So they like never met each other. Isn't that so cute? Like it is cute. That's adorable. (laughs) Um, So they go shopping and I was really hoping for a way longer montage. There was no, there was no montage. There was no fun music and like, trying on a bunch of cute outfits and someone being like, Oh no, girl. Like there wasn't any, (laughs) they each tried on one garment. Yeah. And I want to know what store this is because they had the widest range of styles. They sure did. (laughs) Susie had on like a, a sweater with like color blocking and a fun, weird neck. Yeah. And like corduroys or something. (laughs) And then Lisa walks out wearing like a silk blouse with the lowest neckline I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It looked so luxe. Yeah. Yeah. And then this red dress. I thought, okay, so if I saw that dress hanging up, I would be like, that is hideous. And if if I saw it maybe on somebody else other than Jamie Lynn Siegler, I, was, I would be like, that's an ugly dress. But she looked really cute in it, I thought. I, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it looked much better on her. And I also was just like, of all the dresses, 
in all the stores. I know why that one. It why was like that a, one, and it was very Christmassy to me. Like that's the dress you yes. wear to a Christmas party. It was like I don't even know how to des- to describe it. It's a red dress. It like ties in the middle. It's an A line skirt, and it's like organza, but with organza a lot and of lace? embroidery. Not, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't it, know. Not embroidery. It was that's weird. Insane. It was weird, but like she looked cute in it. Yeah. So the next day she wears this very fancy dress. Like I thought it was fancy, but she wears it to school drop off. Mm-hmm. Right. Meeting the teacher for the first day. Um, da, da, da. And then Lisa, who was shopping with her, strolls on in wearing the same fucking dress, the same dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sassy, sassy bitch. Yeah, not cool. something. Something is starting to happen here. Yeah. So Karen storms out and she meets another mom whose name is Molly. And Molly is like, fuck all of these moms. I don't get into this at all. And I am like, Molly. Yes, because guess what? I'm going through something similar right now. And I don't want to say too much in case somebody stealth listens to this podcast. But like, let me just say. The mom bullshit at school is real, like big time. And it is so fucking annoying. But it's funny because I've mentioned this particular person who rubs me quite the wrong way (laughs) to a few people. And they're all like, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, "Okay, good. (laughs) I'm not alone. I just am like speaking it and saying it. So that's good. But I mean, really, it's such bullshit. Like, why do you have to be a bitch to people? Like, why? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So, um, Lisa hosts a back to school potluck for the neighborhood or whatever, like friends. Yeah, she's like, we're having people over to celebrate the first week of school. I mean, wouldn't you do that during the day when they're at school and you just have your mom friends over and get hit? Yes. I yeah, I didn't get it. What I would do. Um, so Karen reveals at the party that she is going to go back to work and get her real estate license. Oh, how wonderful. Um, and guess what? Lisa also wants to go back to work and be a real estate I, first of all, everyone is so excited when Karen announces that she's going to get her real estate license in Washington it was like she told them she She was pregnant (laughs) yeah she won the lottery they're like wow this is amazing (laughs) what yeah it was kind of ridiculous um at this party we also meet Lisa's husband Dan who seems like a pretty nice guy he really fucking loves ribs a lot a lot a lot he's a real stereotypical oblivious dumb dumb husband Mm -hmm. yeah but he seems nice ish i feel like he probably drinks too much (laughs) (laughs) nothing to support that claim so while they're all standing around outside karen noticed that uh lisa has a new necklace the exact same necklace that she has that her husband bought her in remembrance of their daughter who died. Oh, she sees that little red. She start. It's like that. The kill bill. <laughs> yes. That starts happening a little bit. 
So Karen goes inside and her and Lisa's husband, Dan, kind of are chatting. And he mentions that Lisa sometimes has a hard time connecting with the other moms. Mm -hmm. She finds it a little tough to make friends. Um, And then she mentions somehow about the conversation they had about the baby, their baby passing away. And he is like, "Uh, I think you misheard because nope. Our kids are alive and well, and they always have been. My brother is actually the one who had a baby die of SIDS. What? Yes. She, I mean, she is shooketh. I mean, uh, at that at that point, you'd be like, mm, we've, we both have listened to enough true crime to know that like, eh, don't lie about just red flags all over eh. the neighborhood at this point. Yeah. Um, so that night when Karen is talking to her husband, Scott, about this, she was so enlightened about it. Mm -hmm. She was like, I it's bullshit. And I know she's lying. I just, what did she say? Hold on. I just want to find grace for Lisa. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I have to believe there's something making that made her do this. And yeah, I just thought that was such a Zen approach to it because I would I don't like when people pull this kind of shit with me and I would be raging pissed I mean you've seen me go off on people before like when I don't (laughs) like their behavior uh and I I wouldn't be able to hold this in and be nice at all at all I wouldn't be able to um Karen goes and volunteers in Miles' classroom, and she is an amazing classroom reader. I thought she did such a good fucking job reading Mm -hmm. to these little kids. Oh, she like interacted with them and made them like participate. It was great. It was great. So Allie, Lisa's daughter, Mm -hmm. was gonna bring Miles home from school after Karen's first day of work, right? He's not, they're not at the house when she comes home. She immediately like starts freaking out and goes to Lisa's. They're all there. I don't understand why she was so fucking worried. Like, obviously, they're at one of two places, probably. Right. Like freak out after you go to Lisa's and they're not there. Like, yeah, I guess like I would when she didn't see him at home. Wouldn't you just immediately call Lisa? Yeah, right. I mean, I know you're she's like the house behind you or whatever, but yeah. It was just, it was strange to me that she's like freaking out already. But uh, during this little moment, they have a private conversation and Karen asks Lisa, hey, I talked to Dan about the baby. Mm -hmm. It just kind of is like, (laughs) and would you like to explain? Lisa breaks down and says she has Parkinson's disease is actually (laughs) what the problem is. And you can't Sometimes you can't keep your facts straight. That's one of she says one of the symptoms is not being able to keep facts straight. That Mm -hmm. is not a symptom. There's like cognitive decline. Yeah. But come on, lady. I can't keep my lives straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I forgot to tell Dan that that also happened to us before he talked to you. So Karen goes home. She tells Scott all of this and he's skeptical he's like eh, this sounds a little sketch but i don't know 
you seem yes. like you're trying to make friends and like you do what you need to do, but I'm just letting you know this sounds a little weird. Because again, yeah, Karen is like being so thoughtful and kind. She's worried about how stressful this must be and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but she only brought it up after you asked about right. the baby thing, right? And she's like, right. <laughs> right. So the next morning... Scott and Karen wake up and there is just garbage all over their yard. Karen flips out. The people across the street that were just staring at them. I wanted to know how long they'd been standing there waiting for someone to come out. They're like, just hold on. They're going to come out in like 10 minutes. (laughs) They go to work. They have to work. They're kicking the bus. I don't know. I mean, it would be annoying if you woke up and there was garbage thrown all over your yard and shit. I would not automatically jump to people. I would go to raccoons because of course you would. Have you seen the great outdoors? We (laughs) all know what assholes raccoons are. Yes, we do. Oh, my God. I, I had to call animal control the other day because my neighbor had a raccoon in a trap on her roof and it was like trapped up there and it couldn't get out. And like the sun was starting to like beat down on it and it was freaking out and so scared. And then the extermination company that she used was having a phone problem. And so like nobody could get through. And then I called animal control because I was like, please, somebody help. And they're like, there's nothing we can do because she contracted with a private company. But finally, they got through to the company and they came and got the raccoon. But like it was crazy. Anyways, fucking (laughs) raccoon. Fucking raccoons. Um, Karen and Susie are having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And Susie tells Karen, this is like so many names. Susie told Karen that Lisa told her <laughs> that she didn't have Parkinson's. She has lupus. So Lisa's out there saying, I have Parkinson's. I have lupus. I have a baby who died from SIDS. <laughs> I'm going to be a real estate agent. Why did she say two different things? She screwed herself here. Right. I know. Because if you just, well, this is the thing with compulsive liars though, isn't it? It's true. They just can't help (laughs) themselves. Yeah. They cannot help themselves. Now, I don't know if you have any experience with compulsive liars in your life, but I do. Um, (laughs) And let me tell you, it fucking sucks. And like, yeah, you cannot trust a thing that a compulsive liar tells you, even if you feel like they're being honest, you just can't believe them. And I, it fucking sucks. I currently don't talk to the person who is a compulsive liar in my life. Uh, but like, don't be a fucking liar. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks so much. I mean, and we a, learn oh, just that. Shit. I was just going to say that we learned that Scott does also has experience with a compulsive liar and the solution yeah. was to just cut that guy out of his life. Yeah, so. that's truly what you need to do yeah. is just get rid of them because they're fucking leeches. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to find my place in my notes. Oh. So Karen is out to lunch with her realtor boss, right? Who reminded me of Laura Dern a little bit. I liked her. Oh, a lot. absolutely. Really liked her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Lisa is in the car, in her car, watching them at lunch. And she keeps calling Karen. And Karen's, like, not answering the phone because she's mm-hmm. at fucking lunch. And Lisa With is her boss. Pissed. She's getting so pissed that she's mm-hmm. not answering the phone. And, like, bitch, you see, she's busy. She's busy. Absolutely. Um, so it's Halloween. Karen and Susie take the boys out. Right. Mm-hmm. So Scott, Karen's husband, is at home dressed up as Dracula, handing out he candy. He loves giving out candy. Yeah. And Karen makes sure she waits until, or I mean, Lisa makes sure she waits until Karen and Susie leave, and then she shows up knocking at Karen's door in a sexy little kitten costume. I mean, like, oh, I need to use your washroom. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Ooh, why don't you come upstairs yeah I mean she looks like what a boy would draw like that yeah. he thought was sexy yeah it it was ridiculous but yes Scott was like immediately like nope 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 I see what's happening here Shut it down. Put it hard. (laughs) He makes this face. And it made me laugh so hard where he was just like, oh, no, this lady. (laughs) He was just like, what the hell's about to happen? God damn it. I liked that guy. He was great. She makes some comment about how he's handing out full-size bars and how there's always one guy in the neighborhood who has to hand out the full-size bars. To make everybody else look small. I lady. Well, she <laughs> before she leaves, this interaction made me laugh so hard. She says, I always wondered what it is about Dracula's kiss that made everybody go so crazy. And Scott's like, Well, historically, uh, it's the kiss <laughs> of death, so <laughs> not that great. <laughs> You'll be dead. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, he was uh, he was good though. Good on Scott. Good Very husband. good husband. So great. Um Karen comes home from work the next day. Lisa is there with her kids uh-huh. and Miles. She says that Dan lost his job. Her husband Wait. lost his job. Can we talk about this food thing with Miles for a second? Oh yeah. There's like a lot of talk about how he's not eating his lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. so hungry at night. But that never like really comes into play. No. Like we don't find out whose lunch he is eating or why he's not eating his lunch. I didn't understand. No, I I wondered in my head, I thought it was some kind of weird manipulation thing that the kid was maybe doing. Like Lisa's oh. son, because she I don't I don't know what I, oh, I kids don't do that. No, I don't know. But maybe Lisa was saying I don't know. Who knows? Because I thought what was going to happen is we found out that Lisa's kid was eating Miles lunch because Lisa wasn't packing Lisa- him a lunch. Oh, but that nothing ever came of it. So I guess I was just disappointed that she wasn't even a little bit worse than she. Is. Yeah, not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Yes. The conversation in the kitchen. This is wild. Yeah. So Lisa is like, Dan lost his job. 
a month ago. Uh, and boy, my medical bills are piling up. And I'm well, with all these diseases. Can you loan me five thousand dollars? And Karen's like, I'm sorry, I was taught to not ever mix friendship with money. I'm so sorry, I can't do it. And Lisa is like, you, I watch, I know you have it. I see the way you spend money. And Karen obviously is like, what I do with my fucking money is none of your business. So like, it's just cat claws are out right now. And then Karen was like, and what, I mean, how do I even know what, you're spending money on and like your medical bills. Like, I don't even uh-huh. know what you're talking about when you're talking about medical bills. Yes. So there was a lot of strong feminine energy in that room at that moment. Oh yeah. Like it was they like, were, I think we're done here. Yeah, you're right. Bad. We're leaving. It was bad. So Karen, uh, Karen goes to school the next day to go read or drop off miles or something. Uh, and the teacher tells her that someone has been calling the school and claiming that Miles is neglected. He's not properly clothed and he's not getting fed. And social services might get involved. But first, they're going to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. This isn't how any of this That's works. not how it works. <laughs> you're a teacher. It works. If you're a teacher, you're a mandated reporter. Mm-hmm. And at the first suspicion of it you have to go to like social services like you have to report it have to report it yeah it's just so crazy that what they're saying about what she have a meeting with the principal have a meeting with the principal and the teacher (laughs) will will determine if we need to call social services not like that um i knew uh a woman one time who would tell me how like her and her sisters would maybe sometimes like call social services on each other when they were pissed at each other. And I was like, that is the most horrible Wait, like thing. Like adult women. Yeah. And they had children. Children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That is horrifying i know but i feel like a lot of people probably do like more people than you think probably do that like as a awful i know i know i know (laughs) trust me i know um so karen at this point after she talks with the teacher goes to talk to scott and say what's going on like oh my god somebody has called the school and reported us that we're neglecting our son this is where her acting was like chef's kiss, top notch. So, so good. good. So good. Because I was like, that's exactly how I would fucking act right now. It's exactly how yeah. I would be acting. This movie could have a million problems and it really wouldn't even matter because those two main characters are just so good. Yeah, I know. Um, so she talks to Susie, cool Susie with the cool hair. Um, and she says that Lisa told her she was worried about Miles and he was eating her son's lunch. Mm-hmm. So she's already kind of like edging a little bit towards being on Lisa's side and believing what Lisa says. Um, yeah, they have, I didn't like that. They have the meeting with the principal. They're not going to call social services, but 
the person who called, they can always call social services if they want. And this is the first time Karen and Scott have ever heard of this. Wait, someone can just call? She on can anyone? do that? Yes. yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? You guys both seem really smart. You did know. not know that? You didn't know that? You didn't um, know that. And also a big knife in the back here. She can't volunteer at school. Yep. She can't read, even though the kids love her. Um, so Karen is walking out of the school and she is so upset and frustrated. And Lisa rocks up in a new car, the same car that Karen has. And Karen loses her shit can you imagine if someone has been lying to you and then they ask you for five thousand dollars and you say no and then they show up with a brand new mercedes but i am gonna say this entire movie karen seemed more upset that lisa bought the same car as her yes than the fact that Lisa called social services, like was threatening to call social services and she break her breaks family. up. She won't stop copying me like seven times. She, she bought the same me. necklace as me. And That's also not called, the worst thing. And also said you were a neglectful parent mm-hmm. and like got the school involved. That's, That's obviously the worst. Way worse. That's way, way worse. <laughs> way way worse um so karen sorry doesn't she use the phrase systematically copying me yeah (laughs) yeah that's so weird it's so nuts (laughs) it's so nuts so karen is just going off screaming at her she's like hits the car and of course lisa is being a cool cucumber and is like you're scaring Mm -hmm. my children please stop um but then cool mom molly it's like, hey, girl. And I wrote down this note and she said right exactly after I wrote it. Not a good look for you, girl. Like, <laughs> this is not a good look. And she goes, yeah, this is not a good look. <laughs> Please stop. Let's go. Um, so they have a little cool down in Molly's car and she gives her the business card uh, to a lawyer. And it's yes. like. Take care of the shit. Like you need a lawyer because this woman's fucking crazy. I think she knows <laughs> this woman's batshit crazy. Yeah, she's probably seen some stuff go down yeah. already. Uh, there's a holiday concert at the school and everyone is giving Karen the side eye. Oh my God. Yes, while we hear the most bored kindergartners singing Jingle Bells in the background. It was like so flat. Come on, kids. And that's not how they do it. Like, honestly, any elementary school concert is precious and full of joy and energy I cry <laughs> at, I, well, I don't I don't have to go to any anymore but I would always cry even when they were doing like jailhouse rock and stuff I was like crying because it was so cute and they were all so energetic like they'd be excited about a Christmas concert and these of kids course they would sucked <laughs> one of my favorite things about my job is every Christmas well when we were going in person everywhere we would get to watch like the preschoolers rehearse for their little <laughs> they don't know what they're doing at all and it's, it's so, cute. so cute oh one time 
Abby's school, they had they have a talent show every year. Mm-hmm. And one year they like went fucking nuts and they did a Beatles themed talent show. What? <laughs> it was bananas. Like the drummer from Wings did like a video thing for them. What? It was insane. But this little girl, she was in kindergarten. Right? I think she might have been in kindergarten. Little. She sang Blackbird. Like just up there all by herself. Like with no guitar. I was like sobbing. It was the Oh my god. I think about it all of the time. All of the time. I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. (laughs) It was so tiny. It was so cute. What it sounded like. It was the sweetest. Oh my God. It was just the sweetest little thing. So these fucking kids at this holiday show had nothing on my little Beatles kids. (laughs) Um, so they roll up back home after the show, and the cops are there, and they're like, Oh, hey girl, Lisa has filed a restraining order against you. Your bananas you can't be with a hundred feet of her, which means you can't be in your backyard mm-hmm. because that's within a hundred feet of her house. <laughs> I remember this being a thing on an episode of Fear Thy Neighbor. Have you ever watched that show? Oh no, is it like true? Yeah, it's all like recreations and interviews of people who've had like insane interactions with their neighbors. Ooh, you know. You remember, I think this was American Justice. I could be wrong. Remember American Justice on A&E with Bill Curtis? Oh, my God. It's the best true crime show. But anyways, there was this like Mensa uh, professor, like super, super smart, crazy, crazy smart. And he was like a hoarder, though, and kind of, you know, a little bit. Mm. And he like poisoned his neighbors because he hated them. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, you've probably heard of it. Like, I'm sure there's been podcasts on it. Ugh, that's the craziest neighbor to me. But also my neighbors that I currently have who just scream, their kids just scream all of the time. That's exactly my neighbors. It's getting like worse and worse. And the biggest the biggest jerk of all of the three kids is the oldest boy who's like four, but he's like growing up to be like a dick. Like he just screams when he's pissed, angry screams, not like frustrated. Like he's just, he's just pissed that he's not getting Mm -hmm. his way and just screams at the top of his lung lungs at everybody, including his parents. Cool. And his mom never like loses her shit on him and is like, stop yelling at me you piece of shit. <laughs> You're four. Dang, she doesn't call a four-year-old piece of shit. I mean, maybe call him an asshole because he's certainly um, being one. My neighbor's mother did threaten at like 5 p.m. today. The one kid screamed for no reason for a very long time. And the mom said, if you scream one more time, you're coming in here and you're going to bed. And I was like, dang, it's 5 p.m. I've done that before. Oh, I've d- I've done that. Been like, okay, we had dinner. Good night. You're being a dick. <laughs> Go to Stay bed in your room. Don't want to see you anymore. Today. Oh boy. All right. Anyways, so then Karen has this dream, and I got really freaked out at first because, Me like, too. Lisa's just in her house taking her son to school, and is like, nope, 
I'm taking him. He's mine. And it was just thankfully all a dream. Few, few. Um, but Karen goes to meet with this attorney that she got the card for. for. Um, this is where she was very upset that Lisa's copying her. Mm-hmm. She's she does bring up that she called the school to claim neglect. Mm-hmm. But well after she's gone off on Lisa getting the same car. As well, her. after I me, mean, my note is literally I have the systematically copying me quote. And then I said, is that the problem that she's copying you? Not that she's lying and manipulating and trying to get your kid taken away from you. Ridiculous. Uh, he advises Karen to keep a log. And later on, we see Karen write down in this log. This is the worst log I've ever seen in my life. As someone who loves lists, I was really offended at this list. She literally just writes down the bare minimum of like security camera, this thing, car, no date, no time, no detailed description of what's happened. Like that's not going to help you at all. Not a log. That's a list. Yes, there's a difference yes. between a log You're, and a list. That's very true. You are absolutely correct. A log should have dates and times and very specific information. It just really made that that might be the most upsetting thing to me about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, what else happens here? Miles is really sad that he can't play with the kids because they roll up from school one day. And Susie and Lisa are literally playing in front of Karen's house with Mm -hmm. the kids. And Miles is like, I want to go. And she's like, yeah, sorry, you can't because this bitch has a restraining order against me. Right. But and I I could see why, like, Lisa would play in front of her house because she's a fucking cunt. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was really disrespectful of Susie to do that, though, too. I also thought that. Like, why wouldn't you just go play on Lisa's street? Yeah, we never get to hear what Susie's thoughts are about the restraining order. I mean, I'm sure she's being manipulated by Lisa. She she believes Lisa at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though. You just come on, Susie. You're a smart lady. I know. You can see through the bullshit here. What happens next made me furious. Oh, yeah. So Lisa's Lisa's kid and Miles have walkie talkies with each other and Lisa's kid is like hey Miles come over come over and Miles is like hell yeah I'm going over so he starts running through the house into the backyard almost makes it into their yard meanwhile Karen and Scott are like whoa no 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 and Lisa is just standing on the balcony with her phone like oh come on I'll call the fucking cops. I um, oh. and you know she told her son to tell Miles to come. Yes. Over. Don't like, use your children in your weird scheme. Mm. I mean, she does it more than once. I mean, this lady should never be allowed to have custody of those kids again. No, no, she is so bad. Uh that night, Scott and Dan, the husbands, meet at a bar to talk everything out. Dan is like, 
Well, Karen must just be jealous of Lisa because my wife is fucking hot. And he's like, that has nothing to do with it. My wife is a fucking babe, too. She's not fucking jealous. Your wife is just crazy. They both use high school accomplishments to like. For these 35, 40 year old women. Yes. Dan's like, it's always been like this for her ever since she was head cheerleader. And Scott's like, well, my wife was the homecoming queen. Who cares? Cool. 20 years ago. That's fun. I know. And then Dan was like, oh no, Scott, Scott asked Dan, like, how many times does this happen with Lisa? And he's like, oh, constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally with every woman she ever meets. I mean, yeah, he doesn't actually answer, but you can see on his face that he's like just seeing the numbers go up. Oh and up no. And up. Oh no. <laughs> So Dan goes home that night and tells Lisa what they talked about at the bar and Lisa loses her shit. This scene. She's like, don't leave me for her, Dan. Don't leave me. See, then I was like, well, we need the backstory because clearly this has to do with your mom. Like Mm -hmm. this happened with your mom and dad or something like that. Yes. And she goes from like 20 to 7,000 yeah I mean she goes bonkers crazy and, and it's then, because oh go ahead oh no I was gonna say and then bone zone oh yeah she, I mean she just knows how to use that hot bod mm-hmm. to get him to forget everything yeah and be on her side but literally he just asks her why does this always seem to happen like it's happened a lot what's going on and she's like, you're leaving me for her. You're leaving me for her. She's also married. So why would yeah. you jump to that? But I mean, I guess it's just her way of like changing the subject. Of just but. being, yeah, being crazy and being like, don't go. Yeah, she's just trying to be a victim in some I way. I thought her acting in the scene was incredible. Yeah, I know. It really was. Good. It was great. Um, so the next day, Susie comes over. And is like, hey, Karen, look at this picture on my fucking cell phone. It's Lisa's garage and it has bitch spray painted on it. And I know you did it and you're a cunt. And Karen's like, I didn't do that. That wasn't she me. Says, I've never spray painted anything in my life. In my life. I've never touched a can of spray paint. Not a once. So I was really sad here because I was like, oh, no. Susie's been manipulated. Mm -hmm. I get really upset when good people get manipulated by shitty people. It's it's just, it's not a good time. And I wish we would have gotten like maybe a little more of that resolution too. Mm -hmm. I want to know where this movie ended about 20 minutes too soon. Yeah, I could have watched a little longer. Mm -hmm. Um, Karen decides to get some security cameras. Um, nothing ever happens with this. Well, Lisa then calls the guy and also has the same security package. Right, but then nothing happens with it. No. (laughs) Nothing happens with it. Uh, Lisa's following Karen around while she's showing houses and making it kind of obvious that she's following her around while she's showing houses. She's not hiding. She's just pulling right up alongside the house when Karen walks out with the clients. Um, okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Karen gets a fat commission check at work, right? Because she is just selling shit left and right. She's doing a great job. She stops by Fat Boy Burgers or whatever to get dinner on the way home. And she has drinks in her car (laughs) in a drink container. Three like extra large sodas. Don't let Miles drink that whole thing. No, please don't. So she's driving home. She pulls up to the intersection by her house. She's holding the drinks, by the way, like it's a baby. Like a sweet baby. Yeah, embracing for impact. I'm so glad you're here on this earth. (laughs) I'm glad I can keep an eye on you. Make sure you're safe. So Lisa and her daughter are crossing the street. And Karen's like, oh, this goddamn bitch. And they cross and walk past this big giant shrub. So Karen's like, great, I'm clear to go. And then Lisa jumps back out and falls into Ah. Karen's car and is like, you're trying to hurt me. me." (laughs) The things she was yelling were very funny because she was saying stuff like, you hit me with your car. Very dramatic. (laughs) Very dramatic. She calls the police. Karen gets arrested in her house that evening. She's going to be charged with attempted murder. Attempted murder. What? (laughs) What? Not like assault. (laughs) Attempted murder. Surely there is a lesser charge that would be way more applicable. Applicable? Is that how you say that word? Yeah. yeah. It just sounded weird. Um, it didn't even occur to me how crazy that was until this moment. Yeah. That's why I'm having such a strong Just so bonkers. Oh, and then Susie was watching this whole thing from her fucking window. But will she testify to what she saw? No. No, she doesn't want to get involved. Because now she's got Lisa's number. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Rude. Um, So Karen is bailed out. She's doing a deep Google dive and finds out what is wrong with Lisa. False (laughs) victim syndrome. Okay. Great. So she goes to her lawyer and is like, I know what's wrong. I know how to get me out of this predicament i'm in Mm -hmm. and he's like well it's hard to prove that in court we need to show past shit that she's a fucking looney tune um and so she's like oh we should talk to the people we bought the house from but dun 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 she can't find anything about them online because they are like bye bitch i don't want this crazy psycho knowing who i am right where to find me um i also want to mention that sometime in here miles wets his bed and i know like yeah. that can still happen not and there's not maybe trauma related things but i would just be a little worried if your neighbor is a monster who's trying to ruin your life and your kid just randomly starts wetting his bed yeah i agree a thousand percent don't like it totally totally um so 
Lisa starts leaving bad reviews online for Karen at her job. And so Karen is told by her boss, like, hey, you probably shouldn't work here right now. Just for right now. I thought she was very cool. She's like, look, I can tell it's this crazy bitch. Yeah. (laughs) This is my business, baby. Yeah. I can't be messing with my De Niro. I need my money. (laughs) But like, you can come back when everything's calmed down. Okay. So Karen is at home, just not working, being depressed. She puts up the big curtains again. Oh, it's like the Babadook. Like you just. (laughs) You just accept it. Um, When she pulled those out of like the linen closet, she just pulls, holds up this giant like. I had no idea what they were. Me either. She's like, these make more sense now. And I was like. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I didn't know what she was talking about. I thought we were going to find some those. Well, because she was looking for sheets for the bed. I thought she was going to be like, I thought it was going to be some connection between her son and like, I don't know. But it, no, it was just the curtains. Yeah. That she didn't say, oh, the curtains. If you just would have been like, oh, these curtains make sense. Mm-hmm. Now. Then I would have been like, oh, that makes that that does make sense. <laughs> That's not just a blanket you pulled out because right. I don't know what you're doing. Because you're okay. talking about sheets. Yeah. So I will I would assume those were sheets. <laughs> <God damn it>. <laughs> Jay <laughs> So we're at court. It's trial time, baby. Here we go. Here we this go. Where it all falls apart yeah. story wise. So blah blah blah. Lots of stuff happens. But the good stuff is the lawyer calls out Lisa on her medical shit and says, Hey, do you have Parkinson's? And I'll also remind you, you're under oath. So anything you testify to here, we can like get your medical records. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's like, oh, no, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have it, but I'm really sad. And blah, blah. it's like all this teary emotional testimony. And then her daughter, Allie, gets on the stand. <laughs> and the lawyer is like, oh, by the way, how did your mom get that like brace on her leg did she go to a hospital or a doctor Nellie's like no no she didn't my dad gave it to her this bitch didn't even go to a fucking doctor and you're trying to pull this shit over on people what sorry this prosecutor is fired because Mm -hmm. he needs medical records he needs to make sure that this woman is like a valid witness like he's yeah. not looking into any of this. No, it doesn't make no. any sense. Also, she would not be sitting next to the prosecutor at the trial. He's not her lawyer. I mean, no. he is, but she doesn't sit there with him. It, it, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong with all of this court stuff. Yes. Yes. So bad. Um, and then the lawyer starts digging in on Allie and asking, well, so what were you doing at that? corner with your mom were you out on a walk what what were you doing were you going somewhere no no we weren't doing anything oh so how long were you on that corner 20 minutes what were you what were you doing we were we were waiting for karen to drive by with her car so my mom could flail herself (laughs) on do it yeah she says we she says it almost in a southern accent in this one line only. We were waiting for Karen's car so mama could hurl herself into it. Mama could hurl herself into it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Da da da. So she, obviously Karen is not guilty. Mm-hmm. 
But guess who else is apparently not guilty for filing all of these false reports and being a cuckoo crazy bitch? Lisa, Lisa. And she's still in the house. She's still there. And so the night after the trial, Karen and Scott are in their house and she's like, oh, we're free. No, you're not. You still live in this house. And so does this bitch live right behind you. Like, you're not free. At and all. obviously they didn't feel free because in the next scene, a new family is moving into their house. So you're just going to allow this to continue happening. You're not going to warn these people. I'm so concerned for the safety of Allie and Elliot. Yeah. Allie is the reason she told the truth. She did the right thing. Yeah. Her mom is not of sound mind enough to recognize that she did the right thing. I I do not want her in that house. We all saw the fucking Dee Dee Blanchard thing. Like, we know what crazy moms can can pull over on their kids and Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, oh, and then my favorite outfit, aside from that lady's dress in that one movie, uh, I don't remember. It was that amazing dress. Yes. The psycho. (sighs) Yes. But Lisa's outfit at the end of this, when she is standing on the balcony and watching the new family comes in, there are these high waisted wide leg like red velour possibly trousers lux yeah they're like the paper bag waist yeah like gathers kind of and then this like white with red flower blouse and i don't remember if it was sleeveless or short sleeve i can't remember either it was stunning that outfit i was like what i love that so much I loved it. It, so it was much. beautiful. Yeah, she always looked very uh, stunning. Say expensive, but she looked incredible. Yeah, Her she looked great. Were great. Uh, yeah, and that was the movie. Um, I was kind of pissed that she's just allowed to be a monster forever. Oh, I was mad the movie was over. My last note is all caps: "Is Allie safe?" <laughs> no, I'm mad. No, and neither is that new family moving in. No. And are they not going to war? I mean, I, I it's like. Don't sell anyone else that house. Like sell sue, the lot or something. Sue them because you can sue Lisa now for defamation of character yeah. or something and make it so they can't live in that house anymore. Right. Come Ugh. on. Yeah. So I hated the ending. But. I love this movie. It was, I don't know if we're ever going to see acting like this again. I don't think we are, but it makes me happy because I do feel like the, the more recent movies we've watched, the acting has been like way better, much much better. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And I like this story. I know that there were a lot of holes, but uh, I liked it. I was, I was into it. I was absolutely because this is some shit that legitimately could happen. And like, you always have to be worried about those crazy, nice people who want to be your friend instantly. Like, give me, yes, give me my bubble. I, um, I thought it was interesting that the very first thing on the screen was just like 
this is not based on a truth or like the story is completely fictional and any character really blah blah yeah. blah so it must be very similar to a true story i felt like so they didn't want to have i'm sure it's it. i'm sure it's similar to several because yeah yeah so that was the movie i liked it i give it four out of five restraining orders (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great i i also give it four out of five yeah it was good i really liked it so that's it guys another one in the books we did it in our shitty log book <laughs> and watch, been reading or watching watched movies else? uh we're watching midnight mass oh which we haven't started it yet Ooh, i am into it i'm into nice. it yeah i love it i love it and i'm really excited um because you know jezebel the website Mm-hmm. every October they do a spooky story contest oh. where everyone submits their scary stories and oh, they pick no. like the 10 best ones. So it's coming up. They haven't asked for submissions yet, but like this is my most favorite time of year. I spend, I say hours. It really probably is like days reading all of these stories. And then I go back and read like last year's and then the year before that and then the year before that it's like i'm so all excited of all of them I've yeah if you go on the this. website just search like scary stories and all of the years will come up and you just go through and read the comments too because then everyone submits their own oh, that's yeah, great but that's what i'm doing just scary stuff spooky spooky scary skeleton i already told you about this book but yes. i want other people to know that they should read no one gets out alive it is spooky, spooky. It definitely could have been two or three books. It's a long one, but it's, mm. it's really good. And I haven't watched the movie yet, but it's on Netflix. Oh, a movie too. Okay, yeah, it just I'm came gonna, out last week. I'm gonna read it first. All right. Well, everyone. Um. Yeah, that's it. Have a good week. Stay spooky. Stay, Stay spooky. Away from your neighbors. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Don't just don't talk to them. Please don't. Don't need it. At all. All right. Well, have a good one. Talk to you later, (laughs) y'all. Very good. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.